0: Episode 104. Stuck in your emotions, just stuck, not moving, not making progress. It can cause you to lose hope, but it can cause you to lose momentum too. And so, I love the main message of this week's song, "Move, Keep Walking" by Toby Mac, because sometimes we need to be reminded that we need to keep moving. I didn't have to go any further than the chorus to get my inspiration to jump to Second Timothy this week. So- There's a specific metaphor that Paul uses in his letter to Timothy that I want to unpack a little later on the episode. And that's what drew me to 2 Timothy this week. But I couldn't help being drawn in by the strong verbs that I noticed right away, which leads me to our Bible Interaction Tool Exercise for the week. Now, I use the acronym BITE, Bible Interaction Tool Exercise. It spells BITE. And we use these exercises to take a bite out of scripture. And this week, this week's exercise is to make a list. Now, this is a truly interactive exercise, and it may feel a little bit like homework. But if you don't invest in new ways to interact with scripture, then you're going to keep getting the same results. So try it. So now that if you've been a listener for any length of time, you know that my favorite BITE, my favorite Bible interaction tool exercise is to read in context. And 2 Timothy is a letter from Paul to Timothy. And it's only four chapters. And I I don't know about you, but I can't imagine reading a letter one paragraph at a time. So when you sit down to read 2 Timothy for the first time, go ahead and read it all the way through in one sitting, and then take on the next bite of making a list. Now, I think the reason I was drawn to the verbs in this letter this week was because of a podcast that I listened to recently, and they were discussing setting goals. And one of the keys to great goal setting is to make them actionable. And the tip that was used is to use a strong verb at the beginning of your goal, an actionable word, a word that says, hey, take action on this goal. And so this idea of strong verbs leapt back into my mind as I began to read through 2 Timothy because of all the strong verbs that Paul uses in this letter. And I was reading in the ESV of the English Standard Version this week when I made my list. So the specific words that you might come up with when you stop and do your homework this week, when you take a moment to write a list on your own, the words that you come up with might be a little bit different depending on the translation that you're using. But as I read, I saw verbs like share, Follow, guard, be strengthened, remember, remind, charge, present yourself, avoid, flee, continue, preach, be ready, reprove, rebuke, exhort, endure, and do the work. So if Timothy was stuck, you know, here's Paul writing his own lyrics Move, son, keep walking. So train your mind. I want to, as I move through this, or as you listen to any kind of teaching or any reading that you're doing on your own, I want you to train your mind to be curious. So when I say share, you should automatically think share what? And when I say follow, you should automatically think follow what? Or I wonder what that verse is saying. wonder what it wants me to share in. I wonder what it wants me to follow But then I want you to be ready for the answer. Are you ready? Okay. Share in suffering for the gospel. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Great, Michelle. Thanks. I listen to Christian music for comfort and encouragement, and you're going to lead with that? Well, when you hear follow, follow what? Follow the pattern of sound words Paul had given Timothy. Now, these are strong verbs. They're easy to read, but hard to follow. And as a believer, I always thought suffering as a Christian meant suffering for Jesus, meaning suffering for the sake of the fact that I was a follower of Jesus, you know, like directly linkable persecution. I say I'm a Christian and I get persecuted for that directly. But uh, my grandfather taught me when I was very young that that's not always true, that we're going to suffer because we're Christians and we're a light in the darkness. And yes, it may not be directly, I am being mean to you because you are a Christian, but that I would suffer because I was a light in a dark place. And if I think about Jesus's suffering, you know, I see people who should be for him, But they don't, they're not for him. They discount him. And some of them even betray him. I see physical suffering because of God's eternal plan. Jesus had tremendous physical suffering and it was all part of a plan by his loving heavenly father. And and yet he still had to suffer. Um, He also had to suffer physically at the hands of those who should have welcomed him as God's answer to generations of prophecy and promise. So yes, it was a part of God's ultimate plan, but it happened at the hands of people who should have been for him and been so excited that he was finally the Messiah was finally here. I see his ministry. His ministry was packed full over the course of 3 or 3 years or so. But 30 plus years before that, he was living like a regular guy before being launched into ministry. So have you ever suffered physically? Have you ever suffered betrayal? Have you ever suffered through a season of waiting? Second Timothy 1.8 says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of of God. So share, share and follow. 2 Timothy 1.13, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. I love that. In fact, it's the memory verse this week because I think that it's so applicable. Anytime we get together, I want you to be diving into God's word. And if you're going to do that, then of course, the, the, a call is for you to follow, follow the pattern of the sound words that you are reading in God's word. These verbs share and follow. They don't say sit and sulk. <laughs> they say share and follow. You know, 2 Timothy doesn't teach us to pause and wait, but to fan into flames our faith, to teach others to teach others and to endure. Read it. Read Second Timothy. But I don't know where to go next, you might be asking. And I get that. And so the question that I ask you is, where did you last hear the father? What did he tell you to do last? And until he tells you to move on, then stay faithful to what he told you last. But stay faithful, being inspired by the correction of the word, by the teaching of the word, by the inspiration of the word. You might feel like you're stuck, but you can move forward in your faith by staying in the word. That I would discuss the lyric that inspired me to head over to Second Timothy in the first place. And that is where Toby Mac says, soldier, keep moving on. And Second Timothy chapter two verses three through four says this share in suffering. Oh, there we go again, sharing in the suffering, but share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Now, if I consider a soldier, soldiers often endure great suffering. They are taken from their homes. They're taken from their friends. They are exposed to cold and heat and storms. They often don't have a comfortable place to lay their head. They can suffer physically and emotionally and for significant periods of time, all for love of country. So how much more as soldiers of Christ are we willing to push through? Are we willing to suffer and to endure and to continue to move, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus? And then the next part gets me. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Now, this doesn't mean that if you have a job that is not related to ministry, that you shouldn't get entangled in that. This is not saying, this is not calling you to live a ministry life. Um, This is actually telling you that it is clearly saying that we need to stay focused on the orders of the captain of our salvation. So how often do we get entangled in the politics at the office? Or we get entangled in complex and frustrating family issues? We get all tied up in knots. We get entangled even at church, either politics or relationships at church, or just our regular lives. We get so tied up in knots. We get entangled. And when you stop telling untangle the knots in your mind and the knots in your stomach, are you pondering how best to strategically implement God's instructions as revealed in his word? Or are you entangled in gossip, in the needs of others, in greed, in guilt, in selfishness, in self-righteousness? Oh, wait. Sorry. That was my list. Okay. But seriously, any good financial advisor will look at your checkbook or your credit cards to see where your priorities are financially. So they're going to say, where is the money going? And that's going to tell you where your priorities are. And so if you take a look at where your thoughts dominate, where are your thoughts dominated? Are you entangled in civilian pursuits instead of pleasing the one who enlisted you? And just to unpack that a little bit further, I'm not saying that you don't have to bring those relationships to the Father, that you don't have these complicated issues at work that need to be solved, and it it takes your mental effort. I appreciate that. But I think sometimes we get so entangled, we stay in that place of getting entangled in civilian pursuits. When what God is saying is come back to my word, come hear me call you to share and to follow and to guard and to be strengthened and to remember and to remind and to charge. Are we focused on the assignment that our heavenly father has given us? in the midst of all of these civilian um, arrows kind of being uh, invading our space and our mind, are we um, getting entangled in those things instead of really focusing on the other and allowing the Holy Spirit and allowing God to untangle the web um, in our own lives? So again, I'm not trying to dismiss the um, severity or the seriousness of some of these things that we get kind of all wrapped up in. But what I'm saying is, again, just like if you would look at your checkbook, Look at your thoughts. What are What's dominating your thoughts? And is it the goodness of God? I've said this before. What are you rehearsing? Are you rehearsing the goodness of God? Are you challenging yourself with the truth of scripture? Or are you staying entangled in these civilian affairs when God's saying, yeah, you're going to suffer. That's going to be a long march through that desert place. But I'm with you and I've got a plan and you can trust me. So are you willing to share in the suffering of Christ? Are you willing to follow the sound teaching that you find in his word? And if so, soldier, it's time to move. Okay, so what's next? Well, read 2 Timothy all the way through in one sitting. And then I want you to go back and make a list of the strong verbs that you see in this letter of instruction to young Timothy from his mentor, Paul. Now, I want you to choose one or two of those verbs to focus on this week. These are instructions. These are orders from the captain of our salvation. Make it your aim to please him. And then while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. You can email me directly, Michelle at michellekneesat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook, and we can talk about what you are learning. And then before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Lynn from Texas, Claire from Louisiana, Dory from Wisconsin. Anne from Mississippi, Corinne from Oregon, Rachel from Pennsylvania, and Laura from Washington. They are my newest subscribers to the website. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week, and in that email, you will get a memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop. You can print it out and put it somewhere else. You'll get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create from time to time for of my episodes all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening so head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today and then don't miss an episode of my podcast you can subscribe in itunes and then it will be delivered directly to your smart device and while you're there please leave me a written review and a star rating. This not only encourages me, but it really helps me to stay visible to new listeners and gives me credibility. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast, just like Amy, who made me cry this week, which by the way, doesn't take much, but she made me cry when she wrote your tenacious hunger for the word is enticing for the novice and manna for the seasoned with salt reader. You can be certain our father is well pleased by your love and obedience to his work in you. Amy, you have no idea how much I appreciate that. Thank you so much for sharing it with me and the world. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Touch the Sky by Hillsong United to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michelleknizat.com forward slash 104. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.